Bonus. Bo, sorry. Bonus. But like Christmas bonus, Chris. What? Uh, well, yeah, like the, but more like the Christmas bonus from Christmas Vacation, where instead of a big fat <laughs> juicy check, we've just made a donation to some charity in your honor. So, <laughs> is that, that swimming pool you planned? Yeah. Is, uh, yeah. No, listen. So, hello. Hello. Okay. Hello and welcome to the Movie Men Podcast. I'm yeah. Peter. And you're Pete's Brady. Back. Yes. Welcome back. Welcome. Myself. It's been a while. Been a hot it has second. Been. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Carl did a good job of channeling you last week. Good. Um, good. He good, good. he tricked me on. I didn't get a single trivia question right. Oh man. Oh, stumped me so bad. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he even screwed up introducing us, which <laughs> that's totally me. Yeah, he referred to himself as Pete, and I think he did it as a joke. He's like, oh, no, wait, I'm Carl. And I was like, actually, the fact that you screwed that up is is fairly accurate. That's on brand. That works. Um, Pete's back, and if you're new, if this is the first episode you're listening to, then holy hell, welcome to the Movie Men podcast. Um, right off the top, you're going to want to go check out all of our social media links down below, because mm. the way our show often works is we post votes and we have you guys vote and you decide what movies we're going to watch and review. Uh, they're always based on categories around the holidays. They're, you know, Halloween movies, Christmas movies, um, mm. sometimes, what have we done? Like Thanksgiving and stuff like that. Thanksgiving, yep. Valentine's Day. Um, yeah, yeah. But more so recently, we've been working, I say recently, it's actually like the last year and a half now. Um, oh, yeah, it's been a while. We've been working through the years of film, starting recently and then moving back in time. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And we're up to 1996, back to, down to, <laughs> back we've reached down 1996. <laughs> yeah. Um, and First Wives Club won. Yes. And this is like the first time, th- this was like, uh, it's groundbreaking. Because First Wives Club won, which mm-hmm. I would, if I were stereotyping, mm. I would peg as as a rather Pete film. I would go, yeah, okay, like that's that's one that he, I mean, it's an option you put forth. And just knowing you and your movie tastes and stuff like that, the types of stories and, and whatever narratives that you enjoy, I'm like, okay, that sure. makes sense to me. Right. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um and then, and then you were like, but I was really looking forward to watching that horror film. <laughs> and I was like, Ashton Kutcher, is that you? Uh, but you weren't, you weren't punking me. You were like, you seriously, no. you were like, I was looking yeah. forward to watching Scream. And so you proposed, mm-hmm. shit, man, let's do both. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Okay. Uh, mm. So that's what we're doing. This is a bonus episode. Our next episode will be our proper main yeah. First Wives Club episode. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But we're here to talk about the 1996 Wes Craven film, mm-hmm. Scream. And the one thing I'll plug is we'll get more into the vote options for the actual episode. Like, this is just about Scream today. But I will say, also, it was that Scream was so very close to winning. Like, it was like a few votes Oh, yeah. It's, back. it's not like... It's not yeah. like it was last place, and you're yeah. like, oh, man. Like, exactly. it was a very it's not it was like, a close runner-up. 
Yeah, it wasn't just like, you know, my friend's neighbor voted on it and no one else did. And we said, well, let's do it anyway. Like, it it, it, it made sense. And heck, my interests aligned, believe it or not. So, scream. I'm, still, I'm choosing not, but we'll see. <laughs> but we'll see. <laughs> Are you going to be prepared to be rickrolled as I just, like, cue yeah. the music and walk away? Uh, I'm guessing you don't have trivia. Not for this one, just <clears throat> as it is a bonus app. Right. And... You know, yeah, okay. That's fine. Mm-hmm. F- first impressions? You're going to just jump right in, do first impressions? I think we could. Yeah. Okay, so I watched this film for the first time. I've seen all of the films in the Scream franchise now. Yes, um, I, I, I kind was of aware. Yeah. Marathoned through them about a month ago, a month and a half ago. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And was that in, you, uh, you can inform me, is that in relation, like, was there a new release that came out pretty recently? Am I correct or not right? Yeah, so one came out, like, in January or February or something. Um, oh, but it, okay. it wasn't because of that. It was right. simply, um, we were on vacation at the farm. Oh, sure. And so, and at, we have this, like, like the last time we were at the farm, we worked through the Halloween films. And then this, and it's not always horror, but we just like, I don't know, we find a franchise that has a lot, a couple, yeah, like four or five at least entries. And then we just kind of like work through it. That's fun. That's cool. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so I've seen them all now. Um, and that was my first viewing of all of them. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, but just like almost every other 90s kid at one point for Halloween when I was like 10, I probably went out as Ghostface um, mm. just because that was that mask was everywhere um, yeah. in the early 2000s. Yeah. Literally. And so, um, listen, this, I don't know specifically the first one. Well, Come. No, I don't. The fran- Okay, the franchise as a whole, and maybe specifically the first one, um, is my favorite slasher sure. horror film um, realization. Okay, <clears throat> and it's and and that's because I would I would argue that, and in this case, yes, specifically the first one. It's a not not perfect, but it is a damn near perfect slasher film. Hmm. Um, in a genre that I don't even you know, like. You know, I'm not a huge horror guy. I like the adrenaline of it. I like kind of pushing my limits and 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 subjecting myself to you know sort of that adrenaline every so often. Sure. Um, but I'm not like a horror junkie. Like it's got to be really, you know, I don't want to watch like b b rated horror crap <laughs> right I, it just doesn't i don't care about the genre enough um but if it's like really good if it's like really well done um you know or or is compelling in some sort of way like the saw franchise at least the first saw film was like right. a really new perspective or a new take on on a genre um so being someone who's not a horror junkie, definitely more into horror than you are, but not a oh, horror yeah. junkie. Yeah. Um, and not specifically a slasher film junkie. Mm. I think that 
Scream is a damn near perfect slasher film. <laughs> and that's my first impression. Interesting. Interesting. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll just let the cat out of the bag. You know, my initial impressions are you've got 1990s wardrobes and nostalgia. You've got like a whole scene set in a VHS video rental store and like just insert the heart emojis for me. Oh uh, yeah, this this tugs on oh, your 90s film yeah. heartstrings. Yeah. Um and just the iconic opening with Drew Barrymore like I want to know who I'm looking at and it I I adored this film for the first 80% and I still classified that I think it's good and we'll talk about the things that it did well but um I am really intrigued to eventually continue on in this series which just sounds bonkers which just yeah. sounds bonkers for me seeing it and I, I, well, I want to dive into this a bit later and then I'll, I'll pass the baton and we'll get into it but I think in a nutshell what separates this from other films to me in in the in the same genre obviously is the mystery the mystery because yeah horror films uh, you know whether it's like ghost like, thriller oh, or supernatural you well, know who it is yeah, I'm not. I'm even talking like bigger picture, like anything scary, like if it's a supernatural demon or something, that obviously gets you on the edge of your seat and you get invested and you're you're paying attention because just because you're potentially scared out of your wits or at least to some degree. But the difference with this is I was never actually scared, but I was so intrigued by the mystery that was done with it. So there were some jumper thriller moments that you know you still jump because someone pops out of a closet here and there but it's just that mystery that like you it's a weird pairing that i i can't think of another film that has such a good pairing of miss like horror with mystery where i'm not only like peering around and wondering if someone's going to pop out of a closet but i'm also paying attention to like what people's shoes look like to say okay were you in this scene or that scene or you know starting to piece together alibis because it's like okay does this fit together with that and I, like I, I honestly want to be proven wrong, but I can't think of another film that has that pairing, and that what is really appealed to me. And and you, you, like you've hit the nail right on the head. That is, like, Brienne and I made so so that continues throughout because like mm, okay. what is what is know. so good about Ghostface. Mm. is that he's not like so let's take a look at some of our others right sure um you've got freddy krueger right he's like a he's a dead guy he's like this the evil spirit <laughs> of a dead guy who is seeking revenge you know blah, blah blah yeah yeah jason Voorhees. i haven't seen the friday the 13th movies um but i know he dies a lot and then comes back a lot based on just the titles like you know Jason dies again, Jason lives, Jason goes to hell, Jason, you know, like whatever it is. And so you're like, oh, okay, so that's, there's, there's, there's a disconnect to reality there. Um, Michael Myers from the Halloween films is just a guy. However, he gets shot a lot and stabbed a lot. Like he just keeps getting back up and it's, you're like, okay, what? How did you recover that? <laughs> like, how, how how are you still swinging with that arm? You um, start scratching your head and going, "Come on, 
Yeah, come on. <laughs> okay. Uh, and you start to wonder, like, is he just human? Ghostface, <laughs> there is nothing supernatural about this. There's no demons. No. There's no witchcraft. There's no... It is yeah. literally an old-fashioned guy, or in this case, two guys in a mask, in a costume, with a knife, on a killing yep. spree. Yeah. And obviously, because it's not a supernatural element... Um, I'm hopefully not spoiling anything or letting the cat out of the bag for you by saying mm-hmm. in the subsequent films, the killer and or killers mm. are not Stu and Billy. Sure. Yeah. They're dead. They're dead. They're, yeah. Yeah. And, and so it's someone new each time, but it always connects. Like it's always, Cindy's always the, the sort of main protagonist And it's always somehow tied into either the events of this film or somehow connected to um, her mother's rape and murder or like it. And sometimes the motives, sometimes that twist and that reveal is more convincing than others. Sometimes it's like, oh, okay, that's feels like a bit of a stretch, but you did still connect it and blah, blah, blah. Right. But we made such watching these films. We made such a game of it. Because it was like, okay, yeah, yeah, like you start and and you're in detective mode instantly. You're like, okay, um, who could it be? Well, it can't be this person. Or it could be this person, but they would need an accomplice. Or, you know, like blah, blah, blah. And it's it's so captivating for both of those reasons. One, because it's just a good old-fashioned person in a mask with a knife. Right. So it's it's grounded in reality. There is nothing in this film. I mean, you know, Billy needs to get shot a couple more times than, (laughs) you know, sure. Um, but, but not impossible. No. Um, there's nothing, there's really nothing in this film that you walk away from going, okay, well, come on. Mm -hmm. Right. Like it's, it's all plausible. Yeah. In, in the it's, context it's all, of watching a film, yeah. Yeah, it's all relatively plausible. You don't have to suspend a whole lot of disbelief to... No, to, no. You know, and so that's, that is, in my opinion, like that right there just kind of summarizes all of why I think it's a damn near perfect slasher film. Because mm. you yeah. just like, and then the, and the mystery, the mystery of of who is it? And then second guessing. Like when this movie started mm-hmm. and I first started watching it, my first guess was, oh, it's Billy. For sure. It's got to yeah. be Billy Loomis. Yeah. Right off the bat. Even before he gets arrested. I'm like, <laughs> right. oh, well, I think it's him. Because it makes right. sense because he's he's the boy, you know, he's close to her and that would be a real big twist and blah, blah, blah. And, yep. you know, yep. and then he gets arrested and I'm like, oh, well, it's a little early for us <laughs> to have caught and then all, and then he's released because there's a killing that happens while he's incarcerated and we're like mm-hmm. oh. oh so like yeah. it the film not only keeps you guessing but it 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 makes you second guess like you start stroking people off and then mm. it's like oh psych um yep. And, and and as you cross people off, then other things are introduced, and it's kind of tantalizing in a way, you know, even for a millisecond, like, the principal acts really kind of inappropriate with a pair of shears around some kids, and it's like, 
okay. Well, he's the he's the funds. I mean, I, I, red flags are going off still, but obviously that's short lived. But you know, just like little things like this or that, yeah. or you see shoes of the the sheriff, and you're like, okay, are those the same shoes I saw mm-hmm. in the bathroom stall? You know, like just little little elements where yeah, you can cross some names off at times but then other things are added more and the other thing i want to mention while you're talking about billy is it just not like uh it's almost like the discount version or like the let's have our johnny depp in a horror film version of this does it like does he not look like a bit of a young johnny depp in um it's nightmare in elm street that he's yeah yeah a little i mean a little bit Uh, that's all i could think of and i was just like they look so alike and I can't remember his name now, but he... Um, Skeet he, Ulrich? Yeah, he always kind of plays okay. a bit of a scut. Like, he's... Um, I don't know if you've watched any of Riverdale. No, no. First season is is incredible, and then it completely goes off rails and becomes the worst television show in history. <laughs> um, wow. Tell, tell me how you really feel. Oh, like... Anyways, um, and so he's in the show as Jughead's dad um, oh, okay. from the Archie comics, and and yeah, he's kind of like a leather jacket, has been arrested a few times, right? You know, kind of tied in with some gangs type. Of, so he's he's always kind of a bit of a scuzzy, yeah, guy. Um, but yeah, no, I and I was just gonna say that's a game that's a game actually that I always play when I see people. I look down at their feet and I'm like, are those the shoes? <laughs> from the bathroom stall <laughs> just in, gen- me, like in general like yeah you mean? Like, yeah it's gotten me in a lot of trouble in my day-to-day <laughs> like a lot of you know i've had like a lot of pr stuff at, at, I, at, in jobs and stuff but <laughs> or not pr hr human resources HR, yeah, yeah yeah hr yeah pr well and then you know there was someone's some PR, getting bad hr or pr there was some, from P, there was some pr from the hr but anyways right. um yeah no it's 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 so good. And it's the movie's very self-aware. Oh, absolutely. Like that is like self-referential. Think, yes, it's super meta. Like satirical at times just about Yeah. Meta is a great way, word. Again, cue the DV or the VHS rental store like I don't even know who the character was, but he literally just Ron, goes about, Ronald? you know, Ron? Yeah. That he's sounds like, familiar. He's like you know, listing out the rules yes. of horror films. And like, this is like what happens lives. next. And, you know... If anyone says, I'll be right back, yes. they won't be. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, and yeah, even true, at the horror party as well, like, it, it just comes to a head even when he's talking to Jamie Lee Curtis on the TV about, oh, don't do this, it's cliche, or look behind you, and lo and behold, like, behind him is someone holding a knife. So, yeah, just, it is... I think that is, I don't think that's why I liked it as much. Like, again, I think it's the mystery and that I could just personally that I get that, but, but, but I could totally worked. get, but I could totally get people who are big into like the history of horror films and like, say for a friend or example, our friend Jordan, maybe some of the purists might go, oh, but also like it does this meta stuff that really is self-aware and kind of mocks the, you know, like, so I think there's kind of like a highbrow element too that it does that is right. good. Well, it's just something fun that it does, speaking of, of like yeah of so the movie they're watching on tv is the first halloween with jamie Lee oh Curtis. okay yeah um and then the other really notable standout horror reference in this is the janitor in the school right yes yes a janitor named fred 
wearing a red and green striped sweater and the hat. And the guy playing the janitor mm-hmm. is Wes Craven, the director right. of this film and the, right. the conceptor and director of right. Nightmare on Elm Street. Right. So it's yeah, it's it is it is in so many ways this film. I don't know. It's it's just it's aware of what it's trying to be, mm. and it doesn't. It doesn't veer from that and it doesn't, which, which is the key because if they like, it's a very unique film and it's, and it's set up and, and in the way that it's so meta and, and all of these things. And if it Mm. ever, if it had ever lost confidence in that and had like gotten a little weak on that stance, then I think Mm. the film would have failed. I think it would have been like, oh, okay, well you're trying, but like even the fact that Dewey is is kind of a, a satirical character. You're like, how did you ever make it as a police officer? You are the most... <laughs> right. You are the most low self-esteem, incompetent fool. <laughs> it's the 90s, man. And then the flirting and kind of romance that goes on between him and Gail Weathers, and you're like, right. you are like a sexy, like power anchor reporter right. who's falling for this doofy dewy guy and mm-hmm. it's just like ah, it's just so ah, it's so good question mm-hmm. for you yeah of course so drew barrymore i mean it, this opening is one of the most iconic openings in horror history i think right i can understand that just this like hi cindy kind of like you know it's not cindy at this point but it's still the voice on the phone mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. what you doing and you know <laughs> and she's like why why do you want to know my name or whatever cuz i want to know who i'm looking at and you're like right. oh my god you know it's like yeah. Yeah. it's freaking you out and then he hangs her from the tree and the mother see you know the parents are right there and they can hear her on the phone as she's getting dragged through the grass and and mm-hmm. all of these things drew barrymore's ni- and, 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 like at this point Compared to a lot of the other, you know, like arguably the actress or performer in the film at this point with the largest clout is Courtney Cox because they're like mm. right in the middle of Friends. Friends, at this okay, point. yep, yep, of course. Um, next to that, I would argue is Drew Barrymore. Oh yeah, right, like For child sure. actor. She's in ET. She's in yep. Firestarter. She's in like all these movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, um. Her name's on the poster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is this a name on the poster performance? Like, you're you're there in the first... Like, really, <laughs> I would I would chalk this up. I, w- I would be very comfortable saying Drew Barrymore has a cameo mm-hmm. in this movie. I... What I, I think, think she's there just for... St- I think she's on the poster just for star power. Just for, like... You know, ooh, sure. Drew Barrymore's in our movie. What what I'll say is, of course, it doesn't hurt having someone like that on your movie cover to sell tickets. And what I'll, before I get around to my counterpoint, I will agree that opening is incredible. And even just the teasing of it, where you get the parents walking up on the steps and you go, oh, like, I think, she, luckily, she's going to get out of this. She can, her parents are within reach. And then just all goes to shit. And she doesn't. 
So I think that is an incredible opening where, you, you know, you get the kind of like the highs and the lows of, okay, maybe she's going to make it and she's not, and it, it's done well. I think what it does is, and why it's, I guess you could still argue that it's a cameo, but I think what it does well is it makes the audience say, holy darn, if Drew Barrymore like the ticket actor in this whole film dies, dies in the two, first two minutes, minutes in yeah anyone is fair game anyone is fair game it, you know you can't just assume that main character x y or z are going to make it or at least if they die it'll be in the closing scene like i feel like that just heightens the the intensity so i i, I guess by definition sure maybe it should be a cameo but i think she absolutely should be on the opening cover to have that shock value for the viewer right yeah that makes sense what what i want to say is the i'd say the first 80 percent of the film i really enjoyed and then maybe the last 20 got a little bit long for me and maybe it goes back to just again the mystery once the mystery solved i thought maybe they lingered a little bit too much on there um you know i I feel like Matthew Lillard performs his role well because I find him incredibly annoying. And I think that's the point. Like he's this annoying, cynical teenager who's killing people. I also think he literally seems to be typecast in like every role he plays. Like, (laughs) well, it's hard to see him as anything other than shaggy now. Like, yeah, he's just become so synonymous with, cause he went on to start voicing, shaggy and like shows and stuff right like that okay that became sort of his legacy but yeah no i know what you mean and even i saw him in the third season of twin peaks which came out five or six years ago and he plays a grown man like a normal man like not a man who drives around in a volkswagen with a dog going he he plays a man who like is crying and like his breaks down emotionally and i still got the exact same vibes from him in that than i did in scream when he's kind of like i'm dying or why'd you poke me so hard i mean maybe that's just who he is i wonder matthew lillard it could be but i guess my point is yeah the last 20 percent or so of the film i thought it kind of slowed down a bit as far as my enjoyment maybe prevented it from being like a perfect film for me but yeah, the first 80% I was really into. And I I have to say, I, I wrote these notes down, so I just want to share them with you, share them with the listener. They kind of answer themselves once the conclusion of the film happens. But man, like that boyfriend, before we find out his true colors, I was thinking, what an absolute clown. And her dad, for that matter. Like, he still goes on his business trip, the father, on the anniversary of like the mother being brutally killed and there's like another killer on the loose. Like I'm listen, I'm not here to judge parents, but like, man, if there's ever a time to say maybe I should stay at home and console my emotionally raw daughter, this might be the weekend. Well, and that's why he's you. That's why you can't rule him out. You're like, for you know, sure. You're like, yeah. Oh my God. Is it the for dad? sure? Did yeah. the dad kill the mom? And now the right. dad's like, right. Yeah. You don't know. So. And and also the whole scene where the, they're in the school and the boyfriend's like, hey, can, can you just get over your mom being brutally murdered? Like, stop being such a wet blanket. And she's yeah, like, it's oh. been a year. She was raped yeah. and murdered. It's been a year. <laughs> get over it, girl. <laughs> exactly. Like, come and on. Sydney, it's like Sydney she's literally like, no. like, yeah, I'm sorry. And like literally apologize, apologizes for being self-absorbed 
inhuman emotion and sorrow from her mother being brutally killed. Like, dump this man. Like, honestly. So, okay, so Stu, like Matthew Lillard's character, Stu. Sure. He is kind of dorky, and he's clearly not the mastermind, right? He's he's kind of the accomplice to Billy. He's Um, just there for kicks and and we and we realize that as soon as you know billy starts killing stew like oh yeah that's not accidental like he's (laughs) he's intentionally cutting too deep right and um which that's like a a cringy scene to watch as they start stabbing each other back and forth and um but billy is like when you realize like at the end of the day i think I get what you're saying about the ending. To me, it didn't slow down just because, sure. you know, it was like, okay, well, it's them. Mm-hmm. And then my brain gets busy kind of like going back through the film and like piecing it all together and going, okay, yeah, like they've 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 dotted all their I's and crossed all their T's. Like it that it all checks out, that works. And then and then they do a good job of like, you know, then Cindy gets the voice changer and she gets the outfit and mm. and and billy's like having a shit fit like tearing the house apart and like all this stuff <laughs> right and, but you just realize like how diabolical how sinister billy loomis was mm. because not only did he rape and murder cindy's mother oh yeah n- not just kill her but like mm violated her in that way and then killed her right but then it it, and to me like obviously that's that's sadistic all of the people that they kill in this film that's sadistic trying to kill cindy that's sadistic like it's all sadistic Mm -hmm. but that moments before like an hour before this all goes down our, our climax he successfully seduces Cindy and finally right. takes her virginity and, and has Ugh. sex with her. And it's and it's not because he loves her. No. He, he arguably never loved her. No. Right? This has been, they've been together a year, I guess, and it's been all because of this. Mm. And it's like, it was just like one more mountain that he was trying to summit. Like, it was just one more way in which he was taking something from her and and like i oh yeah just like, almost like t- another no pun intended but it's like another twist of the knife where it's like a strategic thing where it's like okay i'm inflicting this pain upon this yeah. person and that's the next item off the box i'm checking Be- off because it wasn't even well, and yeah and it's not even like you know, and he thinks, oh, she's going to have to live with this memory because right. his intention is to kill her. Right. It's like it's like a combination of two things. It's one, it's the sadistic satisfaction for him that he that he um deceived that that he had that level of deception with her and that level of of betrayal, mm. and then also just that like in her dying moments, hopefully that will be on her mind. That Ugh. that they yeah. just did that, and now he's killing her. Yeah. And it's like, it's and this sounds. This is going to sound really weird. Sure, but I but I love that aspect of his character. <laughs> I love that they, right? I, I love that he felt 
Because because if you didn't really feel like this guy is a real sick puppy, right? Then the motive would feel too weak, and it would be like you know, like you know. And you have it, to it, give it, moral, like you have to give moral oomph for the main character to kill him in the end for the yeah, audience not to go. So well, like, maybe he was an okay person. It's like no. No. We need him to be a complete and utter jackass. Yeah, like, like, so what? Your mom walked out, so you go on a raping and murdering spree? No, you have to yeah. actually be yeah. a pretty sick pup in order to oh yeah to do all this. And, and they they do that. And 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 I don't think Stu is sick. I mean, I, I think he is. I think he's he's got oh. a couple wires crossed. Of course. But I think he's also just like uh, path- uh, pathetic. And yeah, a bit of a pushover. A f- yeah, and, and a follower. And a, a follower. Like, he's yeah. kind of just looking to belong to something. And this is yeah. kind of like something he's a part of. He doesn't have the same motivation. He doesn't have no. the same drive as much as it's just like, ooh, this is yeah. a partnership. This is something we're doing together. And at some point, not to justify anything that Stu did, but the difference might be maybe eventually someday he may have woken up and gone, hold on, what the heck are we doing here? Like, what is... Yeah, it's just gone a little to, too far. Yeah, yeah. But We've killed I, eight people now. Seven was like <laughs> seven was. I will say was the plan, I, but eight. Eight's too far. It's too much. I will say, I obviously this isn't like a Titanic or a Great Gatsby that I you know will feel like watching and you know I could watch it over and over again. But what I will say is like when the time's right, so it might be seasonally like the occasional Halloween, I definitely could see myself watching this again, depending on how the other ones hold up. Maybe the other ones would be too, but definitely this one. And I particularly would want to watch some of those key character interactions again to just yeah. go, okay, what are those two guys saying earlier in the film that maybe I skimmed over? That mm-hmm. was them, you know, covering for the night of this and doing for the night of that to go, okay, yeah, maybe there's something, you know, just looking for other e- details of like, okay, now that I know who did it, just Be- soaking it in. Because of the mystery element, this is a movie where I have a lot of incentive to want to watch it with people who haven't seen it. Show oh, it to sure. people yeah, and yeah, kind of yeah. be a part of them trying to piece it together. Sure. And that so, makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think it's got it's got a world of rewatch value, I think. Oh yeah. For so, sure. Yeah. Cool. That's really all I got. Are you uh, I think I'm ready to rank this. All right. Scale of one to ten, sir. How do you rank? I'm gonna be I think I'm going to be pleasantly surprised here. Um, <laughs> okay. How would you rate the 1996 film Scream. I, listen, I gave it a six. I'm still pleasantly I, surprised. I hope that. Okay, Give, I wasn't sure if you'd film. be disappointed. I couldn't quite jump to a seven. It definitely wasn't an eight for me. And that being said, a six is still solid. It's above midway. And I still incredibly enjoyed, like, not just the nostalgia factor, but just the mystery. Again, I can't say that enough. So it, it was a strong six for me. And, um, it, you know, it probably falls in that category, kind of fringe, you know, ideally it's on a streaming service. But if I had to have paid $30 on, you know, Disney Plus or something to get access to it, I wouldn't have been disappointed paying 30 bucks. I would have gone, yeah, that's, you know what, that was an evening well, well spent, had some fun, saw it with people who hadn't seen it before, had a bit i had a few kicks so um a yeah six and what is it 10. it's on is it crave i can't remember. there's so many oh, of them now 
it's either Crave and, or Prime or... And literally, we just because of our hiatus a little bit, I watched this two weeks ago, so I literally don't even remember when I watched yeah. it, how I watched it, and all that jazz. If you but watched it, you know. If yeah. I, I think, oh, I actually wikipedia it and just read the synopsis as we yeah. were bantering. Yeah, it's good enough for anything, really. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Schindler's List. Ah, oh, no. I've read about it. <laughs> what, what did you give this out of 10? I give it an 8.3. Um, okay, fair enough. I, yep. I think it's got a lot going for it. I think something that, you know, and this isn't, it's not to say that there's no films that are good that are older than this, because that's certainly not true. I think the fact that it is 1996 and that we're not seeing like, a late 70s or early 80s slasher film also helped. Um, mm, okay, yeah. Just because it, it it feels less campy and less corny because of it. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah. But I like everything I said, you know, I think Ghostface is captivating. The mystery of Ghostface, the voice of Ghostface, the, the um, just sort of the, the tangibility of them, the the, mm-hmm. the grounded, it could be any of us. Yep. Could be any yep. of us. Could be. Um, and yeah. And I actually, when, so I've, I'm, I'm a costume person. I like doing, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't go as far as saying like, I'm a cosplayer. Um, <laughs> right. But I do like, I like costumes and I like good costumes. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I will, you know, like I have a really good Joker. I have a good Joker costume. I have a good Mad Hatter costume. And those are both costumes that I didn't buy like, oh, this is the Joker costume jacket. These are things where I like scoured Value Villages and, and you know, <laughs> when, I, when I did my Mad Hatter thing, I actually mm. ordered the top hat from like a steampunk cosplaying website and then oh, like wow. tweaked it and de- like, I don't, I don't have costumes. I have outfits that are, (laughs) does that make sense? Right. Yeah. Right. Like a real tie made out of real, like at some point someone wore this tie and then I found it at value village and I was like, Oh, that would work really well for my Mad Hatter costume or that would, you know, blah, blah, blah. I, when this film wrapped up, I, I got into the mode. I haven't purchased anything, but it it put on my radar. I was like, okay, like I'm gonna go on Amazon. I'm gonna go on Etsy, and I'm gonna see like, are there really good? Not like not like your Walmart Halloween version. Mm. Are there really good ghost face masks out there? Right. right. And is there a really good like ghost face cloak? And then can I find some fairly screen accurate work boots and right. some you know. And yep. so, and I, I think that it's a fairly simple, like you get sort of those three components oh, yeah. of the costume, some yeah. gloves, and then like a, a knife, a toy, yep. like a, 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 a fake knife. It's a pretty simple cosplay to do. Sure. Um, and I'm thinking it's one that I'd like to have, you know, in my trunk of things <laughs> to your, pull out. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like a really good one. Right. Of course. One that people look at and they go, oh, wow, like, this <laughs> is not, this is not a thin, this is not a thin Halloween cloak. This right. is, this is a ghost face cloak. Like, this is, sure. you know, as, and to go as far as like, you know, I'm also not above the idea of like, maybe that cloak is something that needs to be made. Right. Maybe that's a find the material <laughs> and have it made type of thing. So, <laughs> hey, man. 
That's Whatever awesome. makes people happy. I guess so. No, that is cool. That is cool. Cool. Uh, listen, we're not going to talk about what we watched this week. We're not going to talk about any movie news because we're going to do that in this Sunday's episode of the First Wives Club. Um, so wrap it up, sir. Well, thank you for listening. Like, follow, subscribe wherever you can. We appreciate it. We also like hearing from you. So a like and a comment on an episode post or any type of post. Much appreciated. Check out our Patreon page. Check out the merchandise page. Help us pay the bills. Help us pay you back with some services and perks. And uh, until next time, which will be First Wives Club, uh, we'll, we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.